Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting. My name is Brent. Uh, with me is my friend Megan. Hi, and everyone. this is a follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland. And I'm assuming you know about the church, which is why you found the podcast. And uh, we are, we're back. Or maybe you know one of us. Or maybe you know of one of us. Yeah. That could be it too, mm-hmm. I guess. How are you, Megan? I'm doing good. Yeah? Week two. Yeah, we're back in the groove. Back in our groove. Yeah. I know you feeling. I'm, I'm feeling like it's it's a groove. We're starting to settle into fall a little bit. Yeah, kids have figured out the routines in terms uh-huh, of uh-huh. you know waking up and getting going and doing their stuff. Uh, we well, we sort of saw each other on over the weekend. We did. I saw you. You saw me. I didn't see you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we uh, we both went to the same football game, yeah. the Gravel Pit uh, yeah. Challenge. Fifteen years in a row, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that Chiawana has I think taken this is it the to fifteenth year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking it to uh, Pasco High. To be fair, um, we're a really big school. <laughs> yeah. So I I threw out a number to a friend the other day because I was like, it's a really big school. It's this big, and uh, I said six thousand, but I was no, I was off. You were off by like uh, a lot. So let me tell you, o- over under three thousand. Well, I know what our Oh, popular- do you? Yeah. Oh, wait, well, what is I it? Teach at, I teach there. Well, I know, there. but I don't know how, if you know how many students are there. I looked I it up. I know how many students are there. Okay, well, see, let's see if my number matches your number. Well, I think the number they tell everyone- Because I, I know it adjusts too, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. of the season. I think and- the number they've been telling people this year is 3,200. Okay, that's about the number that yeah. I saw. Uh, so. Or like around there. Yeah. yeah. Which is the biggest in the state, yeah? Yep, biggest in the state. I think what our actual is probably a little bit closer to 3,000, but that's still- yeah, giant, a lot. So our in our capacity in our building is two thousand. So we're at least a thousand students <laughs> over capacity, which is kind of crazy because that is a monstrosity of a building. Yep. Uh-huh. So I I, uh, I get it. I, I just feel like um, yeah, it's a really big building you for only two thousand people. Really interesting. Um, I said the word portable nonchalantly to someone. Yeah. Um, recently. And they were like, a what now? And I was like, excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah. We didn't know. Kids never grew up in <laughs> you those. You don't know what a portable yeah. is? Yeah. I, I had portable classrooms when I was in school. Like, I remember portables. You know what? I, I You can't speak to it. You were homeschooled. No, but when, when I was at Pasco <laughs> High, I did have one class out in a portable, yeah. which is kind of a, a weird. But I did. I do feel like even Pasco at that time was like that weird overcrowded. We need another yeah, high yeah, school. Yeah. Like, Pasco's been in that yes. state for 30 years. Yes. We need another high school. So. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of my friends, like Kamaikans, never had portables, right? False. What? I'm sure they've had portables. Southridge? I've never seen a portable Southridge. Southridge has portables for sure. That's crazy. In the Where? Back, like behind, I think. Are they like like hidden? Like, uh, Maybe. Like Hobbit land? Like under Maybe. the mounds? Maybe they don't. Now I'm like trying to take it back. I don't even know where they'd be. I, um, I mean. Kennewick for sure had portables. Um particularly when they were remodeling. You're not but, talking about porta potties, right? We're no. talking about the same thing. Yep. Okay, portables. just making sure. I, when Kennewick was remodeling a couple years ago, like a bunch of their classes were in portables. And I know that because I subbed in one. <laughs> I went to, uh, and I can't remember, I may have talked about this already. I went to a volleyball game at Hanford uh, a while back with my uh-huh. mother-in-law to watch um, London last year when she was yep. playing so far. And uh, I, I looked around at some of the banners and I was like, this school was not here that long ago. <laughs> And my, it's been a while, hasn't my, it? My mother-in-law was like, yeah, it has. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it wasn't around when you were around here. And she's like, yes, it has. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, look, it, it's not that old. And she's like, it is old. It's really old. <laughs> and I said something about her age and uh, aligning with that. And then uh, when I woke up an hour later, yeah. she knocked me out. <laughs> I remember thinking I probably should have kept my mouth shut a little bit more. But anyways, winter uh, football game was my first Friday Night Lights of the year. Oh yeah, it was mine was, too. Of the uh, year, super sure. fun. It was great weather. It's only fun. their second one. 
They had a big. Uh, that's true. Two second home game. Second yes. home game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, third game. Th- there was. It was funny to watch because uh, there's so many people. Like parking was ridiculous. Yeah, because they do this thing. Yes, I was going to explain. We're the home team where the dance team runs a like dance clinic the day before, yep. and so they have like eighty small children um who come and do dance team with them and they're really cute but it packs the stands um and so it doesn't look fair until until halftime until halftime (laughs) and then the kids perform and then all of those kids go home with their parents some of them stayed uh but not many i think only the orphans like the no i know some stayed because there's a family behind me who stayed with one of their girls Mo- many which, many people yeah, left oh most of them it leave. opened up like crazy yeah. um which is funny because so the one of my students in my advisory is on the football team and he's a senior but he wasn't playing because he hurt his ankle which he told me today and i was like hey did you so he walked in today i was like oh you weren't playing what happened he's like oh i hurt my ankle i was like oh bummer i saw you and then i was like hey did you have like family there like a little little cousin that was there and he was like no and I was like, oh, well, some four-year-old fell in love with you. Oh, there you go. Because uh, her dad and mom behind were like, oh, look, he's turned around. He's looking at you. And they were totally talking about my student. <laughs> and I was like, some little four-year-old fell in love with you there at you the go, game man. on Friday. And he was yeah. like, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. It was a blowout of a game. Oh, it was yeah. almost not worth watching. No, it was fun. It was great. It was fun. One um, of my one of my former students had an awesome game. He yeah. like one hundred percent stepped up. He had to like kind of come in. He's not the um, he's not really the starting uh, receiver, but their two starting receivers got injured, and so he had to kind of step up, and he one hundred percent did. So yeah. um, and he had a great game. Does it feel nostalgic to you? Do you feel do you when you go? Did you have like a good, you didn't have a good high nope. school football experience, nope. right? I didn't do high school football. Yeah. I didn't play. My my first three years of high school were at a Department of Defense high school in Italy and our entire student population God, was like 125 students. Such a downer. I'm so. trying to build this up. <laughs> I'm trying to say like, I do remember like watching like a Friday Night Lights or, uh, you know, like all the movies at the high school games yeah, uh-huh. and the quarterbacks after the game and all that kind of stuff. And it did feel like you get, there is like a certain vibe, like when you're in there. Like There is a vibe, It's yeah. a little like cool social event. Like everybody's just walking around and mm-hmm. standing in line for 45 minutes for overpriced candy and <laughs> and uh, struggling to, to keep uh, the kids corralled. Did you bring your other, any of your other children or did yeah. just you go? Yeah, we brought, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember who was there. Clive was there <laughs> okay. for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that might've been it. Okay. Where were the twins? They might've been having something. I think they were at friends' houses. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But we, uh, uh yeah. yeah, we had London and, uh, she had two friends have a little sleepover. Oh, at, fun. And so they all got dressed up in their, their white. whiteout stuff. Yep. Uh-huh. And, uh, anyways, yeah. it was good. It was fun to play on weekend. Yeah. Anything else? I will say it was way more fun because, you know, I've gone... I think I've gone to Gravel Pit pretty much every year I've taught that they've had it. Is that the one game you go to? Um, usually, sometimes I'll go to another game. Okay. Um, I, I've gone... I went to the Richland game at Franrish one year. Um, but anyway, oh, an away away game. Yep. <sighs> Taking your life in your hands there. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Um, but it is way more fun. Like, it was way more fun this year because I was like, oh, I know that kid. Oh, I know that kid. Yeah. Oh, I know that kid. Um, so the longer I teach, like, and the more kids I know, like, it's a lot more fun to go and, like, kind of see them, so... Yep. And I also really went because I have a kid on Color Guard and she low key asked me to come. And so I had to go. Uh, it made me 
at the very first part wished that I had played high school football. And then even after some of their pretty aggressive hits at their age go, that's right. That's why I didn't play yeah, uh-huh, high school football uh-huh, right there. Yep. Um, so it was, it was both. Yeah. I think I made the right decision, uh, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think I'm good. Yeah. So. It's fun. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, Ooh, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else happened this weekend? Um, I did a lot of yard work and cleaned my house. So just good. like catching up on house stuff. That's we cleaned our fish. Our uh, we have a turtle. Oh yeah, in our turtle tank, and we we both were like, um, I thought you cleaned it, and no, I thought you cleaned it. <laughs> oh and, no, and uh, so Poor, I cleaned. What's up your turtle's filters. name again? Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah, we Poor went to Tahoe. Tahoe on a trip, and the kids uh, like there were turtles in our hotel. Yeah, and so uh-huh. that's that's how they fell in love with it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, poor Tahoe. I I was cleaning the <laughs> the the film. Uh-huh. The the, the filter floss is what they call it. Right. Oh man, and, poor uh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, like they say, if it's not clean, then it like the, the water becomes like almost like a burning yeah, on uh-huh. them. Like it just has so much ammonia in it or oh, whatever. Geez. And so I feel like a bad. We I took my kids to a pet store because uh-huh. I was just dying to get them out of a house uh, out of the house on Saturday. Uh-huh. Kylie had Kylie went dress shopping for homecoming. Oh, uh, with London? not for her, obviously uh, for London. <laughs> And uh, so then I was with three kids and, and eventually two hours in, I was like, I got to get out of the house. What do you guys want to go do? What, like, let's throw out some options. And they love going to pet stores and just looking at other, other pets that uh-huh. we're not going to buy ever. Yeah. And I saw this very happy in the water swimming, uh, same turtle that we oh. have. And I was like, that's really clear water. That looks nothing like our water. Yeah. And I immediately came home and we cleaned that out. And then we were both like, when was the last time you fed her? And she's like, I, I thought you were, f- I, it was so- now we have like this oh, no. feeding plan. We're good now. We're good. We have a feeding plan and we have it in our calendar. This is a cleaning plan. Oh, so good. I feel a lot better about it. I just feel like a bad turtle owner. Yeah. I, I kind of had that, that one that weekend. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm a bad pet owner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, Tahoe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you just look so content and so happy. You don't whine. You don't do anything. You're so non-maintenance. Yeah, that you're like, unlike Genevieve. Unlike Genevieve, who's <laughs> the most demanding dog That's ever. That's their uh, wiener dog, yeah. in case you don't know. Yeah. She, so. Which, when I came over to your house to go to the concert, she barked at me incessantly, as she does with everyone. And eventually I turned and I was like, Genevieve, enough. And then she looked so shameful. Yeah. She I'm just so sorry. was like, That's oh, my bad. no, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. Just stop barking. Yeah. She's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, that's Good. it. Uh, Sunday, we uh, continued our parenting series. We, uh, we looked at uh, the, uh, the role of discipline. If, if the goal is relationship, then what does discipline? Because it definitely doesn't look like no discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it definitely doesn't look like aggressive punishment or punishment for punishment's sake. Like we tried to draw, uh, distinguish the difference between those two things if one makes you better and one just is consequences for your actions. Mm-hmm. And uh, looked at the, the the role of discipline, the function of it. And then we took like one specific area that the one that we talked about was lying and why why in our home uh, lying was bad. And, and I know that that story about the Reese's Pieces sounds made up. Uh, it's not oh, made it's up. it's not made up at all. No, it was 100% I knew it was 100% true. true. Uh, and so that that's that's a real life. That was a real life example. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we talked about some things at the end, just kind of some takeaways about pre-assigned consequences and uh, other pieces that were, I think, interesting and helpful. And it's been really fun to see like parents be like, mm-hmm. this, I need this so bad. I even talked to somebody today. I did a phone, <laughs> first time phone call. Uh, I, I If somebody fills out a card and they're first time guests, they mm-hmm. get a little email and a phone call from me or whatever. And uh, I, I said, I, I thought I had stalked him on Facebook. Oh. And so, like, because that's what I'll do, right? Uh-huh. Do you do that before you talk to people? <laughs> no. 
Well, you know, do you ever talk to random people? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the grocery store when they talk, like to if me you first. had to call a parent to be like, okay, I gotta talk uh, to, them. I have to call the. Th- I don't stalk them on Facebook. First. Okay, I do because I have a really um, clear reason for calling. Right? Hi, yes. I'm your child's teacher. Yeah, and then that's all we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I talked to a parent on the phone today because her kid handed me the phone and was like, "Can you tell my mom? Can you talk to my mom, please?" Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." I feel like I want to rapport with people. Uh-huh. So I'll be like, hey, it says here you're from Reno, Nevada. That's so cool. We were there last year, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff, right? So I'll stalk people, but every once in a while. <laughs> Does it backfire? I'll get it wrong. Oh, no. And I'll be like, hey, uh, so-and-so, great to see you. I saw you here uh, on Sunday. I'm, I'm assuming you brought the girls with you. Did the check-in go okay? And she's like, no kids, no kids. And I'm like, oh, it says here on Facebook you do. And she's like, I have a really common name. And I'm like, you know what? You do. <laughs> Just so you know, you got somebody who is your exact same name who also lives in Richland. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's the best. That's, that's pretty awful. <laughs> and she's like, I would love to have kids someday. I've been really enjoying the series oh and taking God. notes for future, but uh, Did you crawl not back married, don't have skin? kids. And I'm like, I have, to, I have to go immediately. I have to go. I just saw. I have things. So many things. It's so embarrassing. And the worst part was our friend Chris was in the room. Oh, no. Is he dying laughing? He's dying over there. He's like, that's what you get for stalking people on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty easy in. Like, hi, I teach your child. And then that's all we're talking about. Yeah. So, like, yeah. and I usually have a pretty specific reason for calling a parent. Sure. Yeah. So. I get it. Yeah. Generally, I don't call parents because I'm really bad at that. Unless they are like, can you call me, please? And then I'll call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My kid is failing utterly. Yep, I need, I need, that is often the reason why. <laughs> what do I need to do you know what, for though? them to get This a is really interesting. And I've noticed this in my entire time of working with um, like children as a professional. Yeah. Which is really funny because I'm not a parent. But they really just need someone to tell them they're not absolutely effing it up. Yeah. That's like what they want. As a parent. You, as That's a parent. What they, yeah, 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 yeah. And they need someone to be like you're doing your best. Like those all sound like great things to try doing. Like parenting is hard. I like, I was like, I don't know what that's like, but I can tell you, like, I know about kids. I know about your kid. Yeah. Like, and you're doing like, I don't think you're doing it wrong. Like you're doing the best you can, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you're calling me and asking is like proof positive that you are trying your hardest. Yeah. And I think that that's especially true in this area of discipline because you and I both know that there's probably, I don't know how many stories represented in the seats on Sunday uh, of parents uh, who who had parents who focused on punishment over discipline, who, yeah. uh, like I mentioned, knew the verse about spare the rod, mm-hmm. spoil the child, and not some of the other ones, and practiced that uh, affirmatively in that mm-hmm. way. And <laughs> and so then that becomes a, I, well, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm not going to be that kind of a parent. And so sometimes the the uh, the swing of the pendulum to the opposite side of things, uh-huh. if I don't discipline at all, or I'm very careful, or my kids go away with anything and everything, mm-hmm. and you realize that's not the way do it is Do you know the too. parenting quadrant graphic? Uh, no, I see your hands working, but that yeah. does that's not I helping I me. have it up for you, because okay. you started you look, talking. And you I look like it. I was uh, driving a plane, and you're I telling did, me to, to go into bay so two. So the, there's four kinds of parenting styles, right? So um, the, the quadrant is split. Oh, she's split. got like, a graphic here. Um, the quadrant is split. So the it's like high demand, low demand, high responsiveness, low responsiveness, right? Yep. And so high demand... Is it high demand, low responsiveness? Yeah. Is authoritative? Author- authoritarian, yeah. Authoritarian. Yeah. 
And then high demand, high responsiveness, high responsiveness is authoritarian. Just with that's uh, authoritative. Authoritative. It looks like that's the one you want to be based yep. on the photos yeah, that yeah. I can see of the and smiles. And then the other the quadrant is permissive, which is low attentiveness, low responsiveness. And then the other, what's the fourth one? Uh, well, actually, permissive is high responsiveness, oh. low demand, okay. uh, uninvolved. 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 Is low response, low um, yeah. demand. So anyway, the um, if you look up the four quadrants of parenting or four styles of parenting, it's like it is an interesting, particularly if you are someone who likes graphics like that, right? Yeah. Um, and I think discipline is authoritative, right? Yes. I have authority. I am demanding things from you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm demanding behavior. I'm demanding stuff from you, but I am also going to be highly responsive to who you are as a human and how you react to that. Yep. And we're going to change how we respond to you in the moment. Yeah. And we're going to work together to figure out how to reach these high demands that yeah. I'm setting for you. And they talk of, like they talk about this quadrant in teaching as well, right? Like you want to be an authoritative teacher. You are, you have high expectations. You have high demands for your students and I can help you. You get are there. very responsive to who they are as a human, yeah, yeah, and how you're going to help them get there. And so that's like that's the sweet spot. That's and it's hard to be there, yeah, because it takes a lot of work to be highly responsive to another human, right? And so like, and particularly one that you live with all the time, yeah. So, um, like that, it it's a lot of work. It's hard. My yeah. mom always said, all growing up, because she taught, and then also like working with kids. She was like, discipline is hard work and you only do that with people you love. Yeah. If I don't like, if I didn't care about you, I would not bother to discipline you Yeah. because it is not worth it. Not worth my time, but yeah. I love you a lot. Yeah. And so I'm going to spend the time. And I'm trying to make you better in this yeah. and not just leverage punishment yeah. for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I, I like that piece about when we're angry and when we're reactive, we're not creative. Mm-hmm. And when we're not creative, we just punish for punish sake and mm-hmm. we just do the same thing. And, and it's always go to your room. I'll go to your room. Mm-hmm. Give me your iPad. You know? And it's like, that's not really, I understand it's uh, trying to suppress the situation, but it's not making them better as a, as a result. You grew up in a military family. Yeah. Yeah. But my, that's a misnomer. Oh, uh, I mean, yes, my dad was in the military, yeah. but, I, if you think whatever you're thinking of, yeah, I was thinking you, more yourself, militant behavioral and like those out there, whatever you think of as a military, military father, mine was not that. Yeah. Um, my dad is a scientist and a nerd and, um, like that <laughs> Does he is listen to his podcast. Is he offended no, right he, now? No, he wouldn't. He's no, like, he wouldn't nerd. Be. No, he would not How be offended. Dare by, you. Oh my God. He would not be offended by that at all. Um, badge of honor for also him. like my parents are very are you familiar with love and logic like parenting or teaching with love uh, and logic? not really I mean you kind of talked heard, about it yeah I've I heard mean, of the it things before. you the practical things you brought in were like love and logic things yeah um my mom like read that pretty early on in her parenting and um that's how she parented and that's how she taught and so so like, your mom was the disciplinary in your family no i mean they did it together yeah um i mean <laughs> i will fully freely admit the last time Oh, Brent's just looking at my hand because I have like ink on my fingers. 
She, uh, TBD. She, I'll explain that later. Um, <laughs> she clearly just got out of jail and I, had to give fingerprints. I did give. I did take my fingerprints today for my forensics class. Yeah, just to get out. Um, How much was bail? What was what was, what was that set up? Um, oh my gosh. Um, so <laughs> my parents made disciplined decisions together, though it wasn't like they didn't make any decision not together in terms of discipline. Who required it more of you and your sibling? I think they required differently. Like yeah. probably my dad was more like rule followy and like had like chores and you will do this and you will do this in this set of time. Yeah. Um, like that was definitely more my dad. And my mom was like, this needs to be done. Like you need to do this now or like, like this is something that needs to be done before you can do X, Y, or Z. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were a parenting unit. I don't, I don't would never say that they made any parenting decisions not together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, though, the last time I was ever like genuinely punished was probably when I was in the third grade. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> is this your brag moment where you're like, I was an angel and. and No, I just didn't. I think I believed my parents when um, they like told me things about stuff that would happen. And also my parents were very responsive. Right. And so like when they set boundaries it was within the realm of who I was as a human yeah, and what I needed to grow. In fact, my senior year, my mother kicked me out of the house on a Thursday night to go hang out with my friends. She called me a grandma and told me to leave. <laughs> like my friends called and they were like, come hang out with us. And I was like, I don't know. It's a school night. I don't know. I'm, I'm reading Jean Iyer right now at home. And <laughs> I was watching the so, OC. That's yeah. what I was doing. And my mom was like, don't be a grandma. Go hang out with your friends. And I was like, my mom said I have to come hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, like, I don't know. It's hard, but that's, that's responsiveness. That's yeah. like parenting your child for who your child is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think discipline and the creativeness that comes along with that is that, that, that there's going to be some strategic approaches between what is, what makes this kid better might not make this other kid that I have. I also better, full, right? full ex- disclosure. I am the youngest. Yeah, so, which kind of brings up something yeah, for me, just yeah. real quick. <laughs> you mentioned I haven't. I was an angel. I my parents loved me, and uh, I, I, barely, I got a slap on the hand in third grade because I stole a cookie. No, and then there was nothing out that. And my comment to that is, yeah, if you were such an angel, wouldn't have there have been like three more of you after this? Like if you're the baby of the family, I'm the baby. Because I say I'm the oldest and my parents had three other kids after me. I must have been a saint for them to be like, you know what? I think we can do three more. Yeah, I, I think don't know that that's necessarily true. Part of it. But both my brother and sister were really good kids too, honestly. And the one time my brother like tried to sneak out, it was because my parents had put too restrictive of like, he was old enough to be able to have more freedom than my parents were giving him. Yeah. And when he snuck out- they it later. They realized that and yeah. they were like, yep, like you should have been able to go and like we need to readjust where our parameters are for that. And oh, like, man. They, like, you know, that's like the dream for every kid that your parents be like, you know what? We were too harsh. And yeah. You, it just never happens, right? Yeah. And he, I think he grounded himself. My mom always says he yeah. just like hung around the house for a while. They never officially like gave him a punishment, but he like for a couple of weeks just came home and hung around the house like and didn't do stuff. Yeah. So like, but again, like that's. That's being responsive. Yeah. And that's understanding who your child is. Yeah. And they Good did their them. hard discipline work when we were little, right? Like 
Yes. By the time we were teenagers, we already had full trust in who our parents were and that they wanted the best for us and that they loved us and that the things they were asking us to do were for our good. Like, yeah. I never questioned that once. Yeah. Because we knew that from when we were kids. Yeah. That's a pretty... Um, that's a pretty big step up for you in like in your, uh, in, in being raised like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, if you want to say privilege or gift oh, yeah. or, you know, to have that, to have, to really feel like at a young age, my parents got discipline mostly right. Yeah. Um, because I, I think that that's unfortunately <laughs> not true yeah. for so many You know, people. and I don't know that I could speak for my brother or sister, right? Yeah, right, Because right. who know, like, everyone's... They might feel differently on yeah. that, or less strongly, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I think from conversations I've had with them, they do feel mostly the same about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, my parents were really intentional parents. Yeah. And I definitely think that I have, uh, benefited from that and privileged from that. Yeah. So... That's good. As 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 so kudos to them. I'm yeah. not that's not a it's not a, a, a shaming spot oh, no, in for any sure. way for no. you. I just, you know, kudos to them for figuring that out and and navigating that and then finding the value in that. And I'm sure uh, it probably indirectly or directly affects how you discipline as a teacher, yeah, right? In your position of authority does. or as a boss or you know in your previous jobs uh with employees or whatever. So, yeah, it's a big deal. It definitely does impact how I interact with people, for yeah. sure. Yep, good. Uh, anything else stood out to you? No, I basically talked about all the things. Good. I was yeah, you really about. you did dominate most did. of this one. I, well, I was, you I was kept more, asking me questions. No, it was good. I, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I I I love it. It was great. I just feel like I, I did a little bit of a wind up, and then you just kind of pitter pattered along and and made it happen. So. Well, and you know, I I guess I do. Like I feel you're not unpassionate I'm, about this area. No, I'm not because this is a big part of what I do every yeah, day. Right. Right. Um. And I don't discipline to the level of a parent, but my goal is relationship as well. And I also need to make sure that I have like, that there are consequences for actions and that I have a handle on what's going on and that um, kids know what is expected of them and when it's expected of them. And um, like, I have to do this daily as well. I'm giving you these tests because I care about your gen. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Ms. Bojan, why, why can't you just like give me an A? And you're like, mm-hmm. no, that's not setting you up for success later on in life. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Like, you know, I want, I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to hold firm to some standards knowing, uh, you know, there's going to be some grace in, in some areas too. But yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, I do this because I care about you yeah. and I, I, I expect a lot from you. And if I, like, if a kid can walk out of my class and be like, I didn't enjoy that subject at all, but I knew Ms. Bojan really cared about me as a person. Yeah then I've won. I've like mission accomplished. Yeah. And then that, and then, uh, yeah, the, the tension part of that is not falling into the trap of, I just want them to like me, which is also the trap for parents. But no, every kid who I've ever been like firm with and strict with has liked me the most. Yeah. Because kids want a well boundaried adult. They need to know that someone is in charge, but it's a, it's not a great goal. I no. want I want to te- I want to be their teacher and I want them all to like me. You know, and it's like the same parent being like, I want my kids to like me. And that's not I hope that that's not what I'm saying that that or that's not the insinuation that you're getting when it's like they enjoy being around me later on in life because I do think part of that is I a respect for you as my parent mm-hmm. like you stayed in that chair mm-hmm. of disciplinarian, you stayed in that chair of words that meant something to me as we're going to talk about next week and the spiritual formation I am who I am today because of the things mm-hmm. that you've set up for me in success. And so 
so I, I, I hang out with my friends, but I like, there's a role in, in my life for family that I don't want to escape and be like, you know, I'd rather just, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you don't like, you want an adult to be an adult. Right. And you need an adult to be an adult. And you're gonna gravitate towards adults who will be that for you. Cause you, cause kids need boundaries. They want boundaries. They want to know where they stand and that someone else is in charge. And even when I fight that, like, I'm glad that you're in charge and I know that you have my back. And if something happens, I can fall back on that. Like they need that and they want that. And they're going to respect that more than you letting them do whatever they want to do. Yep. Good stuff. All right. We're continuing the series uh, this weekend, uh, talking about uh, what, what this means when it comes to our words. So hopefully you can be in person uh, at 9.15 or 10.30 or online at either of those times in the live stream or on demand anytime if you download our app and go to the talks page on there. I opened, so we're going to switch to our something interesting that we found interesting, something we watched, we read, we experienced or whatever. It can be anything. And uh, Megan, you're going to go first because I opened. So you, yeah. you, you go. I'm okay. So this summer I have become 100% obsessed with praying mantis. Oh, fun. Yeah. We, we've seen one recently. Several. So yeah. I have a ton in my yard and several of them have um, taken up residence in my vegetable garden. Yeah. Like as you would expect, right? Okay. There's lots of other bugs to eat in there. Yeah. Um, and I have also, I think if my neighbors didn't think I was crazy before this, this summer at one point I coaxed a praying mantis onto a piece of paper and then transferred it into my garden, like verbally talking to it yeah. while my neighbors were sitting in the backyard. <laughs> You're going to love this. And There's I was like, so many it's okay, here. come on, let's just go. <laughs> we're going to move you over here. Yeah. Um, but um, I have one that's been living on my lavender for a while and she got really fat. Like her belly was just huge. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think she's going to like lay eggs. And then like a couple, like maybe a week or two later, she was skinny again. And I was like, she laid her eggs. So I was like, oh my gosh, do they like die after they lay their eggs? And apparently they can live after they lay eggs, but our winters here are too cold for them so that she will eventually die um, this winter. So this is a sad story then, is what you're saying? No, because oh, okay. I think she's still alive. Okay, okay, good. Because the other day... I, so like, they do lay eggs. Like, that yeah, was... A, okay. There's a, they lay really cool egg cases. Okay. And I found it. It's on the side of one of my really? garden beds. Yeah, it's on the side of one of my raised beds. Um, so now I'll have a lot more praying mantis in my garden next summer too, yeah. which is exciting. But I think she might be laying a second set and this is why I saw her eating She's a praying a mantis. Then. I saw her eating a praying mantis this weekend. Oh, is that what they do? Is so that like a they're one uh, of the insects that do sexual cannibalism? Yeah. Okay. And not every time, but they will eat their partner, their sexual partner after mating. Okay. Um, and so I saw her eating. If it's the same one, but I saw her eating something. It was huge, and I was like, "What is she eating?" And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's a praying mantis." Um, and yeah, so I have been Googling praying mantis facts like crazy this summer because I've just been like fascinated watching her. And I also discovered that praying mantis can fly. I learned that this summer in their final molt of, which I actually learned it when we were at the concert cause one was flying around. Yeah. I think um, I remember you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. And in their final molt, they grow wings and then they can fly. Wild. And I was like, that's crazy. What a great finale for them to be like, like, this is it, man. I did. It. I'm doing, I'm, I'm now I'm flying. And then now you're dead, but at yeah. least you got something right before the end. 
Um, yeah, that'd and be cool. Praying mantis also be a good way to go out, right? Huh? That'd be a good way to go out. Just fly, and then yeah, all of a sudden you're like yeah. you're 83, and you're like, I got some wings. Let's yeah. go. Let's do this one last <laughs> would be awesome, one last actually. rodeo, baby. <laughs> I'm 83. Do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so camouflage. Yeah, so do they change? Because I've definitely seen yes, green ones, I lots think, of green ones, and yeah. I've seen brown ones. So we have a lot and of brown ones here. They they, we have a lot of brown ones here because we have a lot of brown yeah. like places to be. Yeah. Um, no, they can change color based okay. on where they are. So they start out kind of like brown, um, and they're like teeny tiny. Um, and I have a ton of pictures if you want to see them later. But yeah, I just it, I've been fascinated, and they're now my favorite insect. Um, and also I was like, have some other facts. They have really good vision and they're like the only insect that can turn their head. So other oh. insects can't turn just their head, okay. but praying mantis can because praying mantis are like a sit and wait <laughs> predator. So they just sit and are still and kind of blend in with wherever they're sitting. And then they'll like strike out and grab whatever it is they're eating. And some praying mantis will hunt hummingbirds. What? Yes. Wow. And they will like eat a hummingbird. That's amazing. I know. Isn't this? Um, anyway. It's fascinating. I'm just over here geeking hey guys, over bugs. everyone listening, stay <laughs> tuned for in the spring when she's calling an exterminator because she has so many praying mantises. Nope, not going to happen. And she's like, they're coming in the house. They're in my food. Why would they come in they the house? They just attacked my cat. Nah. I thought it was a hummingbird. Nah. Herb currently is fighting Herb off. is 11 and a half pounds, so I think he'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sprout some wings. <laughs> But they're very, very cool, praying nice. mantis. I so, like it. There you go. There's Dig all it. your unwanted praying mantis facts, everyone. All right, Megan. Mine has to do with the word prime. What Ooh. comes to mind well, when now you hear Amazon the word does. prime? <laughs> Amazon Prime. That would be a top uh, or first. five. First. What else? Uh-huh. Um, like get ready. Oh, like prime the pump? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, what else? These are, I, I expected something different from you as a teacher. I was going to take it a different direction. Oh, like but primary? Nope. Oh, I no. don't know. I, I mean, you could have said math numbers, like prime oh, numbers, prime but that's numbers. not the I one I was thinking math. of. Have you seen the prime drinks that are no. out there? Mm-mm. Oh, come on. You haven't really? Mm-mm. Is it an energy drink? It's like a, it's like a yeah, um, it's made with coconut water and it's uh, Logan Paul is like the big guy uh, that founded no, it. I haven't and Like high school kids that. are absolutely fawning over these. My, my uh, kids collect the empty bottles <laughs> and they're like, dad, if you ever see lemonade, you have to buy it. It's like impossible to find, right? <laughs> So like right now, if I want to make my son's day, I bring home a prime energy drink from something wherever I'm at. Oh no, I that's haven't. not even what I'm talking about though. Oh, okay. I thought that I thought you'd be like, oh yeah, prime energy. Nope. Everybody's drinking that. I yeah, don't pay okay. attention well, to what they're like eating. And prime is also time. the nickname of uh, Dion Sanders, oh, yeah. a uh-huh. former NFL player who is currently serving as the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes and has taken oh. the in, uh, the NCAA football scene by storm so he just moved up a division he was at jackson state Uh prior to that where he had played for a year Uh uh, and then crushed it at that level but that's like a d2 level and so bumped up to uh the colorado team which is a a d1 Mm -hmm. it's in the pac-12 or the pac-2 whatever you want to call it (laughs) um and uh he he won as a 21 point underdog in week one of college football season uh, they're currently three and they played they're three and yeah they played nice. their like civil war um mm-hmm. which is uh, versus colorado state like a big rivalry game and uh and it was this weekend it was saturday night and uh prior to the game the opposite coach made a comment about uh 
you know, this is all hype around this mm-hmm. thing and, and we're going to win and all, whatever. And, and, and he made a comment of, uh, I take my hat off and my sunglasses off uh, because my mom taught me to respect people when I'm doing interviews. And uh, Coach Prime wears these sunglasses that he's yeah. kind of famous mm-hmm. for. And uh, so Prime <laughs> bought all of his team these Shady Rays sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know if it's Shady Rays. It's, uh, hold on just a second, Blenders. Blenders Iowa, that's would. what it was. Uh, and they, they, he made, the, he has a line of his own sunglasses. And because of this uproar, not only did they win in double overtime on Saturday mm-hmm. night, oh, wow. which caused so me to stay up game. until 1130 at night. So if I was to look tired on Sunday, it's because I was. <laughs> And uh, but on Friday alone, they sold one point two million dollars oh worth of blenders eyewear oh on the Dion gosh. Sanders line. Um, so if you're out there and listening, you bought one of those. Um, like I, I'd love to bring them to church, man. Yeah. Like come on, Dion do Sanders it. is like. And don't tell me. My mom said I could never wear sun- sunglasses in church. Like for this one, <laughs> I would allow a pass. Like I think it'd be hilarious to be like, hey, I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life, man. Uh... These lights are bright sometimes. I get it. <laughs> I should get a pair. I like those lights are bright I on me. I should get a pair. I could like actually see you guys in the audience. So Prime Hush. bought his uh, entire team a pair and handed them all out, and they made a big scene about it. Oh my god! And gosh. then they won. So, anyways, they play Oregon this weekend, which is Ooh, a big game. That's a big game. And uh, it's uh, they're currently big what underdogs. Are they, they going to so. play WSU? Uh, no, but uh, they played last uh, Colorado State in this last double overtime mm-hmm. game, and 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 Wazoo beat Colorado State by quite a bit a couple uh, weeks ago. So okay. you know, if you do that sense, yeah, it looks yeah. like maybe Wazoo's better. But um, <laughs> total turnaround for this school. They just left to go to the Big Ten, I believe. Uh, anyway, uh, they're one of the ones that escape yeah, yeah. and not the Big Twelve. Well, and, all uh, of them are everyone except for WSU and OSU yeah. is leaving um, the Pac-12. But it's so. a pretty cool story. It's like the one of the feel good. They got college game day to come to Boulder, Colorado. Oh wow, that's really cool. Um, and that's like the first time in the history yeah, that's, that's like ever close happened. Close to where my uh, my brother and sister in law used to live in Boulder, and now they live not in Boulder, but very close. And perhaps the coolest part about it is he has two sons on the team. One is the quarterback. Uh, who's in the Heisman Trophy race? Like oh, nice. that's he's putting up great numbers, and then the other is a cornerback or a defensive back. Mm-hmm. And uh, how cool would it be to watch your sons play, to play at that level, to get the hype that you're having, to have college game day come, to be selling all these sunglasses? I mean, <laughs> dude, the dude is living the absolute dream I mean, right he now. He's Deion Sanders. So, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've had a lot. You've had a lot going on in your life. And then he's growing wings uh, right right now and, <laughs> at 83 and years flying old. at 83 years old. <laughs> so I know, you know, not uh, everybody who listens to this might be a sports fan, but uh, you might want to, you might want to check yeah. out Colorado That's okay. versus Oregon. We had Oregon. nerdy praying mantis facts for everybody else. We're, we're a super balanced <laughs> podcast. We come at it from all sides of the spectrum. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. We appreciate you guys taking time out of your week, press and play on this podcast. We will be back next week to recap part three of our series, Limited uh, Time Offer. And we'd love to see you in person, as we said. Other than that. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.